what are you hoping? What are you hoping to get for Christmas this season? Now, my three-year-old niece June, when she was asked this question earlier um, this season, she said, "We don't need presents because we have each other." Okay, you little suck up, right? <laughs> My three-year-old niece is more spiritual than her uncle pastor, because I'll tell you what, family schmamly, pastor needs some blue jeans, all right? Let's just get that out on the table. So let me get you, so uh, a kid, someone in here, tell me, what is a gift uh, that you're hoping to get tomorrow? Let me, let me see a hand, someone to call out. What, what gift are you hoping to get? What are, right here in the amazing looking sweater. What are you hoping to get tomorrow for Christmas? A train? Oh my, okay, so can't wait to get this train. Now, would you take that train or whatever gift you're going to get, and when you, when you get that train and you open it up, would you take it and go throw it in the garbage can? No, good answer, right? And I'm not just talking like the garbage can with the clean lining, it smells like Febreze or essential oils, if that's how your family rolls, like whatever. I'm talking about the dirty trash can with the dirty diapers the, 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 that smells like death, right? You would never do that, right? You love that train. You would never put it in the trash can. Now, another kid, and we can go 18 and under, teenagers welcome. What is your favorite food? Maybe a food that you're going to eat tomorrow. Alyssa, what are you going to eat tomorrow? Or favorite food. We'll go with that. Spaghetti. I'm an Italian. We're a paisanos. Okay, this is good. This is good. So, would you take that food, and would you take that spaghetti and throw it into the toilet, and then fish it back out and eat it? Good answer, right? I'd have to be talking with your parents if that was, if you said yes to that, we'd have to get some security cameras in the house for you, all right? But here's the point. We would never take something that we loved, that we valued, that was precious to us, and put it somewhere filthy and dirty, right? We, we would never defile something that, that, that mattered to us. And what we're celebrating this Christmas season, the birth of our beautiful Savior, but we got to remember the scandal into which he came. That this, this beautiful, clean, holy Savior enters into our dirty world. Uh, we, 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 if you look in uh, the book of Matthew, there we go, I'll turn it on. Uh, the book of Matthew, you, you probably know the story, right? Joseph's engaged to Mary. She's got her little belly bump. And she tells Joseph that it was the Holy Spirit that impregnates her, right? And he's like, yeah, right, right? The dog ate my homework. The Holy Spirit impregnated me. I'm not buying this. But then an angel comes and goes, no, dude, she's right. That's the message, right? No, dude, she's right. And he says, this is, this is the new living. It says, Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, just like he said. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. And this is Isaiah that he's going to quote here. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she'll give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So Joseph listens and obeys, which is always good to do when an angel talks to you, and Jesus is born in a manger. Now, this Christmas, we've been talking through this series called Unwrapping the Names of Jesus. You saw the children doing that in a literal fashion, unwrapping those names. And we've been specifically looking at the names that God revealed to the prophet, a spokesman for God named Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 9. And we've been seeing these wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. You see him up here on the boards behind me on Sunday, this coming Sunday. We'll wrap up with prince of peace. But what we're going to see tonight is that that there was also a prophecy made two chapters earlier in Isaiah 17, a different name that was given to this Messiah. In fact, it's only seen three times in the Bible, Isaiah 7 and 8, and then Matthew 1, which is quoting Isaiah chapter 7. 
And the word here, the name for Jesus that we're looking at tonight is Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And there are no four more beautiful words that we could hear, that we need to hear tonight, than God is with us. In the Old Testament, God would reveal his presence in a different way, where he'd come down into the tabernacle, which would later become the temple. And this is what we call the Shekinah glory. And you got to say that like a southern preacher, right? The Shekinah glory. And this glory was God's personal presence that would fill the tabernacle or the temple. But here was the rub. If you entered into the temple or the tabernacle while God's presence was in there, you would die. Merry Christmas. Even Moses, the priest, no one could enter into this space. Sinful man could not enter into the presence of holy God. In fact, we see this. God tells this to Moses. He said, you can't see my face, for man shall not see me and live. Or the way Paul says it to Timothy, he lives in light so brilliant that no human can approach him. God is perfectly holy, set apart, clean. So we can't come to him. But God, what we find in the Christmas season is that God is also perfectly loving. So he came to us. And what we celebrate is that the unapproachable light approached our space. He came into our world. That star that shone down in Bethlehem, into that manger. His life was a light for all people. He shone into a dark world, a sinful world. I love the way John says it, Jacob read it earlier. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. The Shekinah glory was seen here on earth. But now, this time, it wasn't in a man-made building, but it was in a man himself. Jesus, God in the flesh. The word here, dwelt, literally means to tabernacle. He tabernacled amongst us. He brought his own building down in the form of flesh to live amongst sinners. In the most unlikely of places... See, the wonder and horrific scandal and shame at the time of Christmas is that this innocent baby was placed into this dirty manger where animals ate. See, we're not, we're not putting spaghetti in the toilet, we're not putting trains in the garbage can, and we shouldn't be putting babies in animal troughs, right? I mean, you think about my, my niece, my other niece, Maggie, she was, oh, I got three nieces, sorry, Sonny. Uh, Maggie was born a couple months ago, and, and I know that Janelle wouldn't appreciate it if I put her in the kitty litter, Right? Or the dog dish. She barely lets the bachelor hold the baby as it is, right? Let alone put it somewhere like that. So would you, show of hands, who, who would put your own baby in the garbage, right? I just want to see a show of hands so we can get OCS on the line just to make sure that we don't do that. But the point is, the, the, and, and listen, the bigger scandal here, the bigger scandal is not that a baby is lying in an animal trough. The bigger scandal is that holy God would come down to invade the space, to enter in and make his home among sinful human beings. As an example, 2014, we did a 96-day tour of all 30 baseball stadiums. I like to bring this up as much as possible because it was really cool. But I was in Texas, and I was watching the Rangers play this three-game series against the Baltimore Orioles, my, my favorite team. Now, our best player, our best bat that year was Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz led the, home, uh, the major leagues in home runs that year. Dude was an absolute stud that season. Now, someone like me is never getting access into the presence of someone like Nelson Cruz, if I enter into his presence, I will die, right? Like if I jump over the fence and run to him, they're going to tase me. They're going to get me out of the stadium. Not allowed. Trust me. 96 days of following baseball. I'm an expert on this stuff. I, I know. 
Now, stars like this would never come out pregame, maybe around the rich person area, like the behind the dugout to sign a few autographs. They're never coming all the way down to the poor section where the homeless and the pastors are hanging out, right? They just never, never would come down that far. But Nelson had played baseball for about eight years with the Texas Rangers. He cared about the people in Texas. So he came out all three games. He'd come out a little bit early, and he'd go past the rich person section, and he'd come all the way down to where the likes of me were. And, and here comes, as I'm sitting there on the sideline with my little hat and my little Sharpie, right? Here comes Nelson Cruz walking toward us. His light shone into our poor person darkness, right? Nelson is with us. And I beheld his glory. <laughs> Blown away. Nelson would come to someone like me, right? Nellie, now that's what I call him, we're besties now. It's, he's totally cool with it. Uh, he, he would make his dwelling. He would even notice who I am, let alone stop and take a selfie with me. This was the greatest moment of my life. I'm single, remember that, right? This is the greatest moment of my life. So, the, he, but here's the infinitely crazier, right? That, is not, that doesn't even compare with the fact that this holy God, the creator of the universe, would descend to us and want to know me and make his home with me, a sinner like me. Now listen to me. No matter what you've done in your past, no matter what you're doing in your present or will do in your future, God wants to make his home with you. He wants to be the baby Jesus to your stinky manger. He wants to change you into something beautiful. And to be clear, what's, what's dirty about us is and was and is our sinful nature. God loves you. You were fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. But then sin came and it smeared that image. And so he wants to come into our space and, and make us beautiful back into the masterpiece that he originally designed for us. But sin got in the way of that. Because you say, how can this happen? If you said at the beginning, if we enter into the presence of God, we die. We're, we're not even supposed to look at his face, right? And that's exactly right. And that's the whole reason that Jesus came. He came low to a manger, but then he went even lower to the cross. And the shame and scandal of the manger led him to the shame and scandal of Calvary. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, 2 Corinthians 5. For God made Christ, who never sinned, he was holy, to be the offering for our sin, to become sin for us. Why? So that we could be made right with God through Christ. In a trade that was better than Nelson Cruz to the Orioles, Christ took my sin and, and I got his perfect life so that God could tabernacle with me. Jesus was born so that we wouldn't have to die, and then he died so that we could live with God forever. And now, God dwells here on earth, but no longer in a temple or a tabernacle. You know where he dwells now? 1 Corinthians says, Do you not know that you are God's temple, and that God's Spirit dwells in you? Through Jesus, he tabernacles in in each one of us. And this is the crazy part. This is the wonder of Christmas. Not that Jesus became a baby, which is crazy, and it's not that we're forgiven and we don't have to go to hell because of our sins, which is amazing in itself, but that God himself wanted to know you, wanted to dwell with you, wanted to be with you now and forever. So what does this mean for us, though? What does this mean for us today, that God wants to be with us, that, that in Christ today God can be with us? Well, have you ever seen these presents? And these things drive me crazy, right? Because they look beautiful, but you open them up, there's nothing in them. They're just decoration right? And some of us, maybe you feel like this this, this evening. 
Where on the outside, you look okay, and to the rest of the world, you can kind of present well and look pretty, but on the inside, you know that you're empty, that you're lonely, that your life feels like it's meaningless. And the only thing that can be placed in that box that will give you everlasting delight and make you acceptable in the presence, able to walk into God's space and dwell with him, is this Emmanuel that we're worshiping tonight, God with us. And today, right now, he wants to come to you. He wants to forgive you and heal you, step into your brokenness, step in where you are right now, as you are, he wants to dwell with you. And for God to be with us today, that means that any sin, listen to me, any sin in your life can be forgiven. It it means that any doubt can be overcome. It means that that any sadness can can be comforted, any disappointment can be stopped, Any, any fearfulness can be arrested. Any defilement in you can be, has been cleansed. Any addiction can be broken and any wound can be healed. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room because he wants to dwell with you. And listen, you can't get to him. He must come to you. He wants to invade, invade your space and he wants to know you. So he came. And this is the wonder of, of Christmas that God would come to dwell with us. And man, if you've never made that decision, I want to invite you in tonight to receive your king. We're here on Christmas Eve. We're not guaranteed a Christmas day. So don't put it off. I'm going to invite you to come talk to me after the service, a family member, a Jesus follower here. Talk to them. It's the most important thing that we can decide in our lives whether or not we're going to receive this God who wants to be with us. Would you pray with me? Father God, we thank you. We thank you that you invaded our space. We thank you that holy God decided in love to come down and be with us, sinful man because you love us, and that in Jesus we can be made new and acceptable in your presence and experience the kind of life, the kind of delight and joy that can only be found in the person of Jesus. We thank you for him tonight, and just ask that if there's anybody in here who's feeling that prompting, being moved by your love to allow you to to come in, to receive you as king, to prepare room in their heart, to admit that they need you, they need that rescue from their sin, Lord, that they would make that step forward. And grab onto the Jesus that came down to earth to be grabbed onto. It's in his beautiful name that descended to us that we pray. Amen.